Hello, everybody. Yes, I am still alive. Thanks for asking. Several of you have. Um, I know I said in the last show, you know, I was going to try to put out more stuff, but uh, coronavirus is no joke. It has been kicking my rear end all over the place. I uh, had about a fever for about five days. So anyway, uh, in between my times of being asleep and awake, um, I did some research, so I'm going to present a topic to you. I'm going to present with what I, what I can with only facts, okay? I'm going to give you facts, and then I'm going to let you guys, you know, look into it more uh, and come up with your own conclusions, okay? Um, so that being said, uh, I want to talk about um, secret societies. So, you know, when we first started the show... I had on um, Quentin, and we started talking about aliens, right? And, of course, I'm big into conspiracy theories, serial killers, all that, you know, jazz, all that crazy stuff. I really enjoy it. Um, But, you know, there's all sorts of of wild things that go on in this world behind the scenes that we just are pretty unaware of. Um, So, for me, I kind of wanted to start... We start there. Um, so there's theories of a new world order. So here's again, I I tend to side with the right wing side of things as far as the American political machine goes, um, mostly because I like low taxes and I like guns. Uh, that being said, I don't. Sorry, I'm breathing so heavy too. Um, I'm also gonna try to get through this whole podcast without cussing or saying the f word one time. Uh, as a listener of mine, uh, basically pointed out that I revert to the f word a lot, so I'm gonna try to get through it. I actually started the episode a little bit ago. And within 30 seconds, hit the wrong button on the computer, and then it made a loud noise that would have been picked up in the uh, podcast, and I dropped the F-bomb, so I started over. But anyway, and that's why I wrote everything down today, so I could stay on topic. All right, so back to the whole New World Order thing. So there's, everyone's heard of, like, the theory of the Illuminati, right? This group that runs everything behind the scenes. They pull all the strings. They know everything blah, 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 and who's in it and who's not. Have they infiltrated our our um, government? Probably all the world governments. They're in NATO and they're in um, the UN and all that other stuff, right? And then with that, they're trying to bring around this new world order, which, you know, there's a lot of different theories on it. To me, it's just, uh, you know, a global society where there's no nationalism, there's no national borders, and they're under one totalitarian regime where they keep everybody sort of in line, right? Um, and I, I think, you know, that's probably like the most um, sane theory behind it, uh, but who knows? I'm going to look into it a lot more, um, but secret societies, you know, you guys have all probably heard of... Um, the Masons, um, I mean, every town, basically, even the small town that I live in, you know, they have their own local chapter, and then the Eastern Stars, which are like the female versions of the Masons, and if you look for the symbol, there's all sorts of symbolism, but if you look for it, it's like an upside-down star, five-pointed star with different colors and stuff like that, which, of course, you know, that symbol can go be turned into a satanic symbol with a circle around it, so basically an upside-down pentagram made to look like a goat, Um, that's another story for something else. Um, and then you can look at stuff like the skull and bones. 
you know, Secret Society at Yale. Um, who who knows where else? I haven't really looked into them that much. Um, you can look at. Uh, you've heard like again. You've heard of the Illuminati. Well, there was an Illuminati a long time ago. Um, they were responsible for the French Revolution. Um, so there's that. You can look into all that history and whatnot. But um, recently, while I was listening to the Joe Rogan experience, that he had Alex Jones on again. Everybody knows Alex Jones is like the head guy of Infowars, and he's kind of a nut job, and he says a lot of crazy stuff. And, um, you know, he had some controversy about Sandy Hook and all that other uh, jazz, but, you know, he does get a lot of stuff right. So... He started in this last episode, he was screaming about Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove, this, that, the gay orgy, satanic cultist, mullock worshippers, all this other stuff, and that he had snuck in there, and he had footage of, like, this, you know, ceremony or whatever. So I was just like, I've never heard of Bohemian Grove. Why haven't I heard of Bohemian Grove? And so... It's something that I, I, you know, over the last three or four days, I put a lot of research in. I was going to do an episode on Scientology, um, and it's halfway done. You know, I get pretty tired pretty quick, so I haven't really sat up, been able to sit up in my uh, my office chair where I record these, you know, for more than um, 10 minutes at a time. So anyway, I did a lot of research on Bohemian Grove. It kind of changed my, my direction of what I was going to do. Um, cause you know, and I talked about Operation Stargate, um, I talked about, again, Scientology, some other stuff, but this is the one that kind of stuck, uh, for the first one I wanted to get to. Um, so without further ado, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. So first I want to define what a bohemian is, and basically, you know, the definition of a bohemian is somebody who is, um, progressive and culturally or artistically minded individual, right? Um... I'm going to pause a whole bunch here because i got to catch my breath so I can keep talking. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry. So Bohemia was a, um, was a kingdom in the Holy Roman Empire a long time ago. It's uh, capitals, modern-day Prague, you know, and that's pretty progressive and artsy in itself. So anyway, the Bohemian Club is a club, and these this is what... A lot of it I'm pull, I pulled from like Wikipedia and other articles, and then I got into some other digging into other articles, and then I found the, the Alex Jones made a documentary on Bohemian Grove in the year 2000, right before the presidential election of George W. Bush. And anyway, I watched that, and you know, you, you can watch it. Um, I think it's very okay. There's accurate information, and then, which obviously, I don't know. Um, so so here's the thing. There's the footage, and we're going to get into that, and then there's the wild speculation of what Alex Jones is saying that they're doing during this ritual that there's, you know, uh, uh, that there's footage of. And so, yeah, we we'll get into it. But anyway... Where was I? Okay. So the Bohemian Club was founded in 1872 in San Francisco, and the word Bohemian was a self-bestowed word by journalists, uh, or self-bestowed title by American journalists living in large metropolises like New York City and all that other stuff prior to the Civil War. But then the war broke out, and so they started pulling these um, journalists out of the cities, 
and making them into war correspondents. And then they used the slang word as a bohemian to basically say, well, I'm a journalist. And then in 1872, a group of journalists founded this club in order to promote a brotherhood of men who enjoy the arts. So that's again, goes back to what our definition of a bohemian is. It's somebody who enjoys the arts, right? Um, originally only journalists could be, uh, real members and the artists and musicians who attended the club meetings and gatherings were considered honorary members, but then that sort of changed and then it divulged really quickly because political figures and business people began attending and, you know, wealth, uh, got involved very, very early on in, um, in the club, right? So, so that's what the Bohemian Club is supposed supposed to be, okay? Um, but then every summer in July, they hold a festival in a location called Bohemian Grove, which is a 2,700-acre retreat at 20601 Bohemian Avenue, Monterio, California, 95462. Okay, so that's the address, and it's this big compound. And the festival is two to three weeks or no, two weeks long and three weekends, and is, again, a boys-only retreat. So that sounds just awful. Um, too many dudes. Uh, so <laughs> some, so that, that goes to the first bit of controversy, controversy around Bohemian Grove is like, they're, okay, so it caters to the rich and powerful, and it's this big compound. There's ex-military people, is security, um, the Secret Service is there because presidents go to this thing. We're going to get into all that too. Um, but they were sued because they wouldn't hire women as staff members. So then basically the California Supreme Court said, no, you have to allow women to work there. So then they start hiring women. and then But the women have to leave before dark. Okay, sounds fair. Sounds safer for those women, too, you know. Got a lot of dudes running around doing whatever they want. You got to get out of there. So, especially in the woods. Gets a little creepy. All right, so let's go here. All right, so they have a motto, and the motto is, Weaving Spiders Come Not Here, which is a line from Shakespeare play, the Shakespeare play Midsummer Night's Dream, and is meant to state, let's not talk about business here. Okay, so that was the whole premise. The premise behind this whole thing is it's they have this festival in the summer in the woods, and there's all these little campgrounds inside the compound in the woods. And it's the redwoods, by the way, these huge sequoias. And um, basically, what they do is it's all these very, very wealthy men, wealthy powerful men and like i said i'm talking presidents all sorts of stuff so one of the first pictures when you start researching bohemian grove and you don't have to because i did for you um you see a picture and there's a guy standing up speaking and on his left of the picture is ronald reagan who had not become president yet i think the picture was taken like 1962 or something like that and then on his right was richard nixon now why they were there i don't know um but Bill Clinton's gone. The Bushes go to this. Uh, turns out that uh, George W. Bush made his um, his uh, vice president choice of picking Dick Cheney uh, at while he was at Bohemian Grove the same summer. Alex Jones broke in there, and of course that's in the end of the documentary, and it gets pretty absurd. Um, but uh, I'm gonna pause, catch my breath here for a second. 
so anyway, um, yeah, Richard Nixon was there. A whole bunch of people were there. George W. Bush was there. Um, another another case in point that that at this grove is not a place that is just a sanctuary for these guys to do whatever they they want. Like, because again, the premise is okay. Well, we got two weeks off. We're the most powerful guys in the world. Let's all just go run around in the woods, drink bush light, and play grab ass with one another for two weeks and get away from our wives or whatever it is, you know, that that's what it seems to be on the outside. That's what it seems to is is going on or what the purpose is that's presented to you when you do the research on this place. Okay. So but um in 1942 in September, which is obviously two months after the the annual um festival, um they there was a secret meeting that happened at the Grove, so that compound in Northern California that um, had was a discussion that took place there was about the Manhattan Project, which is the creation of the atomic bomb. Um, people who attended that were um, Ernest Lawrence, uh, Robert Oppenheimer, um, and S one Executive Committee heads basically s1 uh committee was like a uranium committee um and they were like basically the the presidents of harvard yale princeton and then some executive representatives from um, standard oil and general electric uh and several military officials uh had a meeting there that basically inevitably ended up with us creating the atomic bomb so yeah it's a place that these very very powerful people go and they hang out but that's so that's it seems innocent enough right you know it's like it's a boys club or whatever a fraternity um and and maybe it is i'm i'm not gonna make wild accusations or speculations i'm gonna get into some that have been made and um i'm but what i'm gonna talk about here is the cremation of care ritual okay and it's something they do at the beginning of every festival at the Grove. Um, and supposedly what it is, is they are cremating care. Like giving a care about anything right now. You know, the whole weaving spiders come not here. We're going we're gonna to get rid of all of our cares in the world while we're here this week. And so we're going to burn our care. And so they make an effigy of a human that's like bound up in a, a bag and then they burn it, right? And that's them burning care, okay? So that was one of the things and really the biggest thing that I think came out of the, the Alex Jones sneaking in. I mean, you kind of get a little bit of a layout. It's it's crazy. Uh, you know, no expenses spared when creating this place. But um, that's what I'm going to get into now. Um, so there's a lot of things that, like, with the occult, and I'm not saying this is an occult thing. It might just be just stupid. Um, I, in my opinion, stupid, because I, I never belonged to a fraternity. I never um, had, like, a group of dudes or belonged to any secret societies i wasn't gonna get hazed or bullied or or doing let somebody paddle me with a, a cricket bat so that i could be part of a, the cool kids club i wasn't gonna do that um because that's not the kind of guy i am i'm more of a, a standalone dude or you know maybe with a few good friends but i'm i'm not one of those secret society guys so as as somebody like that looking on this ritual 
Um, if it has no deeper occult meaning than what it was, I think it's probably like the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, same with like, I was in Boy Scouts for a little while, probably two years. I got kicked out because I couldn't behave. Um, my brother made it to Eagle Scout and they did like their little group, their little, um, fake Native American group and they ran around with loincloths and made bead necklaces and stuff like that and they were teenagers and I was just like okay well I'm gonna go try to get laid you guys have fun out here um being uh weird so that that's just how I've always been so that's the way I looked at this um externally but then based off things that they said during the ritual I had to do further digging and looking at the symbolism and and the ideas behind why would you do a ritual if there wasn't a deeper meaning to it? And especially one this extravagant, because there's a lot of pageantry going on. So without further ado, in the compound, there's like a small lake. And on one side of the lake, there's a 40-foot concrete owl statue, okay? The owl symbolizes that that's their symbol, okay? And, you know, owls can symbolize a lot of different things. We'll get into some of it later, but most of the time you think, well, an owl's a symbol of wisdom. That being said, owls are the oldest bird in the world, um, or group of birds. They're over 60 million years old. Um, owls have been around for a very, very long time, so age, wisdom, all that stuff, uh, is what it could, you know, what you would originally just kind of, that's what you jump to, that's what you think. So, um, and then at the base of the owl is an Aladdin-style lamp with an eternal flame coming out of it. Um, and this is the location, so here's the lake, and then on one side of the lake is like sort of an amphitheater-type seating area that seats, you know, 1,500 people, and then there's, um... And then there's uh, the lake and then the owl with the, the eternal flame at the bottom of it. And that's like sort of where the pageantry happens for this cremation of care ritual. Um, they basically come out. So it starts off, it's dark, bagpipes uh, are playing. And then um, some classical music plays. And these dudes walk out. And they're all in robes. Most of them are like earth-colored robes or white robes. And so I'll jump to the symbolism there. That's a druid sort of thing or a druidism or dru druidistic or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get into that in a little bit. So that's how they come out. They're, they're dressed like that. It almost, it looks like the, the main guy, he looks like a mix between the Pope and a KKK member, okay? It's pretty ridiculous, but they're all holding these long staffs that are lit on fire, and they come walking out. Supposedly, one of the people that was involved in that ceremony that night was George W. Bush, okay? So, anyway, they come walking out, and let me see. This guy in the white robe is standing in front of the owl, and here's the, this is verbatim. I typed down everything they said, and so I'm going to read, read it to you. The owl is in his leafy temple. Let all within the grove be reverent before him. Lift up your heads, O ye trees, and be lifted up, ye everlasting spires. For behold, here is Bohemia's shrine, and holy are the pillars of the house. And then he rings a bell, weaving spiders come not here. The bell rings, he moves off um, to the right, and then more guys with torches walk in to the base of the owl. 
and then there's a new guy, and he's also dressed like the Pope and a KKK member, and he's standing there, and he says, Hail Bohemians, with the ripple of waters, the song of birds, such music as inspires the sinking soul, do we invite you to midsummer's joy? The sky above is blue and sown with stars, the forest floor is heaping with fragrant grit. The evening's cool kiss is yours, the campfires glow, the birth of rosy-fingered dawn. Shake off your sorrows with the city's dust and cast it to the winds, the, oh, and cast to the winds the cares of life. But memories bring <clears throat> back the well-loved names of gallant friends who knew and loved this grove, dear boon companions of long ago. I let them join us in this ritual, and not a place be empty in our midst. All of his battles to hold in this gray autumn of the world, uh, or in the springtime of your heart, attend our tale. Gather ye forest folk, and cast your spell over these mortals. Touch their world-blind eye with carrion. Open their eyes to fancy. Follow the memories of yesterday, and seal the gates of sorrow." It is a dream, and yet not a dream. Dull care and all its works harbored it. As vanished Babylon and goodly Tyre, so shall they also vanish. But the wilding rose blows on the broken battlements of Tyre, and moss rends the stones of Babylon. For beauty is eternal, and we bow to beauty everlasting. For lasting happiness we turn to one alone, and she surrounds you now, great nature, refuge of the weary heart, and only found her breasts that have been bruised. She has cold hands for every fevered brow, and dreadless silence for the troubled soul. Her counsels are most wise. She, she, healeth, with, she healeth well, having such ministries as calm and sleep. She is ever faithful." Other friends may fail, but seek ye her in any quiet place. Smiling, she will rise and give to you her kiss. So must ye come as children, little children that <clears throat> believe don't ever doubt her beauty or her faith, nor deem her tenderness can change or die. And then organ music plays, and the dude um, in the white... Um, moves around and the music gets louder and insane sound and insane sounding for about 30 seconds so it like the music has a lot of dissonance to it which basically is saying the notes don't go well together it sounds like nails on a chalkboard um and then a dude shouts bohemians and priests the desperate call of heavy hearts is answered by the power of your fellowship dull care is slain Everyone starts to cheer, and then the guy says, His body has been brought yonder to our funeral pyre, to the joyous pipings of a funeral march, which then explains the bagpipes that I talked about at the beginning. And then everyone laughs, and then everyone in the crowd laughs, and then our funeral pyre awaits the corpse of care. Um, the video cuts, and then a boatman with a face. You can't see it, but Alex Jones is basically saying that his face is, is allegedly painted like a skull. He comes across uh, the lake in a boat. Obviously, I said boatman. Um, in With a bound body. It's an, supposedly an effigy. Um, classical music playing over a loudspeaker the entire time, and then the boat pulls up from the... <clears throat> in front of the man in white. 
O thou thus ferried across the shadowy tide in all ancient majesty of death, dull care, ardent enemy of beauty, not for thee the forgiveness or the restful grave. Fire shall have its will of thee, and all the winds make merry with thy dust. Bring fire. Everyone again starts cheering, and then all these dudes with torches are moving towards the center under the owl, and loud music uh, um, is playing. And then all of a sudden it gets interrupted, and there's this loud, psych- like psychotic laughter, and it's like it's terrible. And it sounds almost echoey as if there's several people laughing psychotically all at once over the loudspeaker. And then a menacing voice yells, um, Fools. He yells, Fools, three times. And then after that, he goes, when will you learn that me ye cannot slay? Year after year you burn me in this grove, lifting your puny shouts of triumphs to the stars. When again ye turn your faces to the marketplace, do ye not find me waiting as of old? Fools, 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 dream ye conquer care. The man in white then says, Say thou mocking spirit, it is not all a dream we know thou waitest for us when this our sylvan holiday has ended sylvan means in in the woods um we shall meet thee and fight thee as of old and some of us prevail against thee and some thou shalt destroy but this too we know year after year within this happy grove our fellowship bans thee for a space Thine malevolence, which you pursue us here, has lost its power. Under these friendly trees, so shall we burn thee once again this night, and with the flames that eat the effigy, we shall read the sign, Midsummer sets us free. Um, the voice, uh, the crazy-sounding voice um, says again, Ye shall burn me once again, and then the insane laughter happens. And then he says, Not with these flames which hither ye have brought from regions where I reign. Ye fools and priests, I spit upon your fire. And then from the left, like this uh, firework, like almost like an artillery shell, but it just doesn't explode, comes shooting in at the people at the base of the owl. And then the man in the robe goes, O owl, prince of all mortal wisdom, owl of Bohemia, we beseech thee, grant us thy counsel. So that goes back to what I was saying about the owl being wise, and then music starts playing again. Um, And then there's only one guy holding a torch at this point. All the other torches have been extinguished, I think, when the crazy dude spit on them with the firework. They went out, I don't know. Um... So the music starts playing, and then this really deep male voice sings opera, uh, like in an opera style, and it's supposed to be the owl, and it says, No fire, no fire, no fire, lest it be kindled in the world where care is nourished on the hates of men and drive him from the grove. One flame alone must light this fire, one flame alone must light this fire, a pure eternal flame, a pure eternal flame, at last within the lamp of fellowship upon the altar of Bohemia. The man in the robes says, O great owl of Bohemia, we thank thee for thy adoration. And then lights a fire and all the dudes take, all the dudes that are up there. So there's a big group of dudes in robes. I don't know. I think there's probably like six or seven of them. And one of them yells, Be gone, detested care, be gone. Once more we banish thee. And then... 
Another one yells, Be gone, dull care, fire shall have its will of thee. And then another one yells, Be gone, dull care, let the winds make merry with your or with thy dust. And then the grand poobah, the dude in the white robe, goes, Hail, fellowship's eternal flame, once again midsummer sets us free. And then everyone cheers, and then fireworks are going off. They're more like ground fireworks. I assume shooting artillery shells up into sequoia branches is probably not very smart so they are like little fountains along the path that they that the dudes in the robes walked in okay um and then more weird music's playing and i try to figure out some of the uh some of the classical pieces i recognized a few of them but i couldn't put a name to them off the top of my head there is one that um i did i recognized it and i knew the name of it immediately uh and and um, anyway, so the the only one I, I could just give you a name right out of, out of my head um, was right when the fires were, were happening, and they were playing a song called In the Hall of the Mountain King. Um, you probably don't know the name of that song, but once you hear it, if you Google it, you're going to be like, oh, I know I know what that song is, and it's, it's you know, in the top 20 list of creepiest classical songs. Um ever written so uh yeah so that's that's the cremation of care um the cremation of care uh ritual okay so look if if all it is is to make some sort of ritual and pageantry because we're a bunch of dudes who love the arts um and we want to get rid of our cares for a week that's one thing uh, but I can think of a thousand ways to do that more easily um, that isn't absolutely absurd. Okay, so in the Alex Jones documentary, he he brings the footage to a, a, a PhD who's an occult expert, and he was said, you know, th- there's a lot of different um, elements here that are going on, uh, but somebody deeply rooted in the occult designed the ritual um, because there's just, there was no way that a couple of journalists, you know, 150 years ago in 1872 were sitting at a bar and they were like, you know, it'd be cool. And, and I, I have an, a tendency to agree with that. Um, now what I'll, I'll talk about next is that um, Alex Jones made a lot of accusations about uh, it being a Luciferian cult. And people um, worshiping this um, Canaanite god, uh, Moloch. Um, so I'm going to pause and catch my breath, and then I'm going to get into that. All right, so back to the whole Moloch thing. So Moloch is this Canaanite god that is synonymous with child sacrifice, okay? And since, like, the Epstein thing has come along and all this other, everyone in Hollywood's a pedophile, the rich and famous powerful people are pedophiles, Moloch has been brought to the forefront of basically um, all of it and has been turned into a Judeo-Christian demon, if you will. And he is mentioned several times in the book of Leviticus um, and a couple other books in the Bible. Um, here's the thing. So these are like Mesopotamian, old, old world religion, polytheistic gods that... Uh, you know, they've kind of gone by the wayside because telling stories about Apollo and Athena and the Greeks and the Roman empires is a little bit um, easier. And I think they probably 
were in the eye of history for the European people a little bit more accessibly. And so that's why their names or like even, you know, um, the mythologies of the Egyptians and um, Norse have kind of, those ones have, have stuck. And then the people like Moloch have kind of, or the gods like Moloch have kind of fallen by the wayside. But the reason we go to these Mesopotamian, and I, I think, and this is just me extrapolating, um, is that in their speech they say... Um, as vanished Babylon and goodly Tyre, so shall they also vanish. But the wilding rose on the broken battlements of Tyre and Mossy rends the stone of Babylon, for beauty is eternal, and we bow to beauty everlasting. Um, for lasting happiness, we turn to one alone, and she surrounds you now. So um, here's the thing. So we're talking about Babylon and these ancient Mesopotamian areas. So Tyre is a city in Lebanon. It's pretty much the oldest uh, continually inhabited city in the world, I think, like 5,000 years or something crazy like that. It's the sixth largest city in Lebanon. And then Babylon was a city that's now what would be about 60 miles south of Baghdad. Um, that's in Iraq. <laughs> I know you all know that. I'm just messing with you. Um, so that's kind of why I think they jumped to these Mesopotamian gods, but then he also was saying that, well, there's a lot of druid, uh, druidistic, druid, druid, uh, I don't know, words, um, druidist, uh, feel to these, um, things because they're talking about how, um, they're going to, um, read, whatever signs in the in the burning effigy right so i think the reason there's a jump to moloch here and child uh burning or whatever is because the effigy that they burn of dull care or this thing that is what they're trying to get rid of is very small it's like the size of a child um and so i think that's why he jumps to moloch but to me that doesn't make any sense because moloch is is usually depicted with a bull head, um, and I don't think we're, with the owl thing, that that's going to coincide, right? So, um, first of all, Bohemian Club does have a patron saint, so in the, the Roman Catholic religion, you know, they have the, the patron saint John of Nepomuk, which is the patron saint of Bohemia, which, again, we go back to Bohemia being a kingdom in the, the Roman Empire with the capital of Prague, um, and he's the saint, so he was basically martyred, um, in 13, I think 1392, what happened was he was the, the confessor of the, the queen of Bohemia, um, and I think what happened was her husband, the king, wanted to know what she'd been confessing to him, the priest, and so they tortured him, and he wouldn't give up what she had said, and so they drowned him. Um, and killed him. And then, you know, some three, four hundred years later, he was, you know, turned into a, or was basically described as a martyr. And then he got his sainthood. Um, and I want to say the 1700s. Um, anyway, he's also the patron saint against defamation. So, or defamation of character, which, you know, go figure. Um, you know, these politicians definitely need that in, in their corner. So, you know, there is the, the Christian background of, to everything. So I don't know how he jumped to Moloch. It doesn't really say in, um, 
in the uh, documentary how he jumped to that. But Moloch has definitely been brought back up a lot recently with all the pedophile allegations in Epstein's Island and all the other stuff. And we, I'm going to get into that in a different episode. I got a lot of research to do before I start throwing stuff around. So I'm just giving you guys facts right now and then the allegations that he brought forward. Um, so here's what I did. The way I read that, he's, they're talking about uh, a female deity almost mother maybe mother nature um which would make sense so you know in the in druid druidry that's the word i'm looking for um so in druidry a group of druids getting together and worshiping nature um well druidry is a neo-pagan movement of nature worship so let's define that first and then a group of druids calls itself a grove okay and if you look these up, like on Wikipedia or Google or whatever, they're wearing white robes or earth-colored robes, much like these dudes are wearing during this whole shindig, this cremation of care thing. So that that's more plausible, okay? Uh, also, you also have the whole... Um, there's an idea that there's a lot of Druids or people who believe in Druidism that are also Christians at the same time. Don't know how that works, but that's also a thing that I've come across in my reading. So there's that, and that would also coincide with the fact that they have a patron saint. Um, anyway, so I started looking into the owl and the symbolism, and then the only time there's an owl in ancient Mesopotamian art or structure or whatever that has been found historically there's a thing called the Bernie Relief, spelled B-U-R-N-E-Y space R-E-L-I-E-F, okay? And it was, it's been dated between 1800 and 1750 B.C. Babylon, okay? Um, it's currently resides in a, in a museum in England. So basically there's a, it's a stone slab, and in the center is a, a woman, uh, a robust woman. She's nude, and she's got talons for feet, and she's standing on top of two lions, and she's got um, stuff in her hands, and I think, let me look at, I think she's got wings, too. Um, so anyway, on each side of her, though, is... Uh, is basically a, um, is an owl. Oh, she also does have wings. Yeah, she's got wings. Okay, so, yeah, there's owls on both sides of her. And, I mean, they're very blatantly, obviously, owls. There's no mistaking it. So, it's the only time that I have found owls in ancient Mesopotamia. Well, there's a few schools of thought of who that woman is, um... She's a goddess named Ishtar, um, which is associated with love, beauty, sex, war, justice, and lastly, political power. And Ishtar was originally worshipped in summer under the name Inanna. Okay, so you can go into a lot more of it, but basically she's the goddess of political power in ancient Babylon. And was... There's like a huge, was a huge cult following, and then there's a lot that still goes on and has to do with her in modern Wicca and other neo-pagan religions. It's also speculated that um, the female in uh, the Bernie Relief could uh, be Lilith. Um, so 
there's speculation that before Eve, Adam had a first wife. Um, and there, it's been written about in fictional stuff throughout history. Um, and it, a lot of it's been just deemed satirical. The other side is that, you know, she's mentioned in uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls and other things like that. So I'm going to read uh, chapter one of Genesis. So basically what the idea is here is that God made uh, Adam and Lilith, and because Lilith was made from the same soil that Adam was made from, she wouldn't bow down to him and be subservient to him, so she left him and she left Eden, and then God put Adam to sleep and took a rib from him and then made Eve, who became subservient to Adam because he came from her. So I'm going to read this a couple of passages here. This is Genesis chapter 1, uh, 26. Then God said, Let us make people in our image to be like ourselves. They will be masters over all life, the fish in the sea, and the birds in the sky, and all the livestock, wild animals, and small animals. So God created people in his own image. God patterned them after himself. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and told them, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Be masters over the fish and birds and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then you get in um, to chapter 2, and basically chapter 2 talks about um, God walks amongst the garden, he comes across Adam, and he's like, oh, you're you know, upset that you're alone, whatever, and then he puts Adam to sleep and makes uh, Eve out of his rib. So, here's the thing. Why does chapter 1 say he made man and woman, or he made people, told them to multiply, and then it goes back in chapter 2, and then he's like, well, now Adam's alone, I'm going to make him. So, that's where the Lilith idea comes in, okay? So, believe what you want to. I'm not telling you what to believe or not to believe. These are all just... Um, theories and speculations because they don't know who exactly is on on the the Bernie relief. So anyway, again, the Bernie relief is the only time, the only time in Mesopotamian history, so Babylonian history, which is what they 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 talk a lot about a lot here, where the owl is seen, and then you know they're obviously worshiping some sort of female. Um, so. Now, that being said, Lilith has been described as the wife of Satan, um, other stuff throughout history. So there's all these different speculations and wild accusations of what you want to believe. You can believe whatever you want to. Um, so there you have it. Uh, the, the other side is is that in, the, in my readings, I've also found that there are speculations that Lilith, who is, one, supposedly the wife of Satan... Uh, also could be the same goddess that Ishtar is, the goddess of political power. Okay, so we've got the wise owl, owls next to her in this really well, really well intact uh, piece of, of history um, found in ancient Babylon. So um, that being said, I don't know where or why Alex Jones jumped to Moloch because there's a lot of things that make more sense than that. Um, but again, there's a lot of real, like, druidistic, druid, I still can't, I'm messing it up, druid behavior uh, going on there. Um, again, there's, there's 
plenty of evidence of uh, presidents being there, pictures that have been taken and snuck out. Um, the Secret Service goes in there. When he, um, when Alex Jones was talking to locals, they were talking about the Secret Service coming through. So presidents are often there. Why they go, I don't know. How many of these people understand what sort of um, implications are, are being laid there during this ritual uh who knows who knows why people go and who knows what what the deeper meaning is behind it but what is concerning is that we do know presidents go we do know a lot of stuff gets planned there like the manhattan project we do know that they do participate in this very bizarre ritual and those are the facts people that's that's just it so um i just Wanted to bring that out, uh, bring some attention to it. You know, I'm going to look further into all these other New World Order sort of things that are going on um, and secret societies, things like that, and dig what I can. But they are secret societies, so, you know, they're a secret. And I can only get what I can get. I'm going to dig some more into Bohemian Grove, but there's, uh, if you heard anybody talking about it, that's that's what's up. They also do some plays there you know you would expect that for dudes who are into the arts or whatever um so yeah i appreciate you guys listening um sorry it's been a few days i have been dying so i will continue some reading uh on this and then i'm going to let's see i don't know what i'm gonna do next Probably the Illuminati or maybe the shape-shifting pedophile reptiles from alternate dimensions who run our government like Justin Bieber. That's actually a theory. Um, so that about wraps it up. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure you share it. Um, I know it was pretty insane, but most of it is, you know, based on fact. I'm not going to make wild accusations because I think that is inherently dangerous, but I, I do want to provide you with those facts, and you guys can make your own opinions up and make up your own mind. If you have any information about Bohemian Grove that I missed today or you want to share anything about it that you might know, uh, Give me a call. Email us at threeboardguysentertainment.gmail.com. Uh, uh, Check out our website and make sure you tell your friends.